0: There's a kooky little ad on Facebook, maybe other places too, that says to the public, hey, are you single and looking for a nice Catholic man? This was yesterday. Tomorrow, God will have them all marked for you with the sign of the ashes. And I think that was a cute, I guess it's a Catholic group that's putting it together, but it's a great little ad. And I I want to focus on that. How you and I are going to be marked today. I would like to challenge you and invite you, if you see people with ashes on their head, one, say an inner prayer for them, and two, say something as simple as, God bless you, have a good Lent. We need to build up the body of Christ more and more. The world is not ready for us. They make it an anomaly that you're going to have ashes. And they talk about parking on the streets on this day of religious observance. No, it's Ash Wednesday. It's the beginning of Lent. It's the beginning of 40 days, and Christ said it here very clearly, of prayer, fasting, and caring for the poor. So when you see a fellow Catholic who has ashes, pray for him or her and say, I wish you a good Ash Wednesday. Something simple to start the remembrance of forty days through our lives throughout the, the next forty days of Lent, prayer, fasting, and giving to the poor these are the stipulations you might say of Lent, and i don 't care the age I know there's a there's a fasting age uh, i don 't even know what it is, I never paid attention to it. I guess I should, as a priest be able to tell you how how old you have to be, or you, you, you don't have to be to fast. Nor, I don't really care about that. And you shouldn't care about that. We're not here to have a calculator in front of us to know how God, let me see, I'm 64, so now I can fast, but I can't fast. If I'm, no, no. Because giving to the poor, we'll start with that one, is operable at any age. And as I mentioned yesterday in the homily, I want to reiterate, reiterate it today and it's based on the phrase that Mother Teresa gave us years ago. Give until it hurts. I'm gonna invite you to love until it hurts. Fast until it hurts. Be one with God until it hurts. This is what we're called to do, not be hurt, but to be really invigorated through this season of 40 days. We should feel differently. During these 40 days fast abstain give to the poor but let me just clarify abstinence and fasting fasting is staying away from usually food so the proper way to do that is eat less well you don't need us to tell you that you don't need the church to tell you that turn on tv every ad from christmas no excuse me i, I, I exchanged myself Every ad from New Year's today is on TV about how much weight you can lose or how much weight you should lose or don't look in the mirror because you have the holiday fats going on. And now you can start this great new diet, whatever it's called, whatever they're advertising. The world knows we should be fasting. And I I say the world, well, there are parts of the world that are fasting because they have nothing else to do but fast because they don't have access to food. That's why charity is so important during this season of Lent, to remind us to feed our brothers and sisters who have terrible water, who have no food, who have a living of maybe $5 a day. And our Catholic Charities gives you all the information on that. And our, our Bishop's Letter gives you all information on that. How much is your business? Where is their business to teach us? So fasting for us, the average person, eating less so that we feel it, you should be aggravated eating less, having food that you want. And this stuff about fish on Friday, you know, really, I'm sorry. I don't care if you eat fish on Monday to Sunday, don't eat, don't eat meat on Friday. Okay, the church says, okay, that's a reminder of what we should be. But we should be doing that anyway. Staying away from food that is not good for us. And when we are going to eat, eat what's appropriate. Not eat until, as my grandmother would say, "Abunanza," an abundance goes on in our stomachs. And while we're fasting, staying away from a great amount of food, eating less, we should be thinking of Christ. We should be thinking, I'm doing this for you, God. Yeah, there's an underlying reason we're doing it because this way by Easter, I'll lose a few pounds. But that's for you. That's not for God. God doesn't care if you're fat or skinny or short or tall. That's how he made us. But it's up to us to fast and stay away from food that borders on gluttony. Eat less and feel the presence of God as you're doing that. Don't just push the food away. Make it a prayer. And what is prayer? Conversation between us and God. Very simple. Abstinence. That's the thing about meat. Staying away from meat on Fridays or whatever day the week it is. Again, I, I don't get caught up into that stuff. But abstaining is very important. Staying away from, fill in the blank, staying away from whatever controls us, that could be our anger, that could be our attitude, that could be our prejudicial comments, staying away, abstaining from what is evil socially, and the the church would say, well, stay away from meat and, and all this stuff, you know, some people don't like fish, some people don't like meat, doesn't matter, that's what we're talking about, this is not a dietary plan. This is a prayer experience. So when the Lord asks us to abstain, I want us to take the whole word of abstinence and apply it to every part of our lives that really we should stay away from. Greed, hate, anger, envy, all those things. But let it be a prayer. Consciously choose to stay away from those words that come out of our mouths. That are inappropriate and the attitude that welds up into our hearts and minds that are inappropriate for a Christian abstain Lord tells us to give to the poor almsgiving again one of the pillars of Ash Wednesday one of the pillars of Lent I can't go into your pockets and tell you how much to give but you know what you can give go back to mother Teresa just as a guideline she's not Jesus she's mother Teresa Give until it hurts. Maybe that one thing I want to buy that I don't really need, I mean, the irony of our society, is that we hire trucks to come to our homes and get rid of our junk for us. They've made a fortune on that. Why? Because we have to, a bonanza, We have too much. And we all know that. We have too much perfect season for us to declutter our lives, declutter our homes, declutter our closets. And as we get rid of clothing and usable items, Catholic charities, Goodwill, there are plenty of places that can use them, but clean. Don't take junk out of your closet and think you're going to give it to a poor person because it's, I can't wear it and there's a hole in it and, and it looks like garbage. No, if you're not going to wear it clean it dry clean it wash it however is appropriate fold it up and donate it i don't care who you donate it to because everybody is available to us as a member of the body of christ donate it to the person down the street donate it to an organization that gives to the poor don't get scammed and that's another challenge that as we do that as we declutter our lives we can pray I'm not a simple person, okay? So I can't say, well, let's, let's go simple. I, I don't know what that means in my life because I've always had things around. I take care take after my father and my grandfather, my father's father. Um, on Monday mornings, my grandfather used to come to my house with his little wagon and I'd meet him downstairs. I'd go down the stoop, meet him at the bottom of the steps. And that would be our junk day. He would look for junk saleable repairable junk this was before recycling and we'd pick up old lamps and maybe a pot and maybe a a plant or a statue and he'd put it all in his little cart next to me sometimes I had to sit on or alongside that stuff and then he'd take it home and he'd show me how to repair it how to make it shine if it needed that, how to fix the wiring and it needed that. And then he would put a little sign, but he didn't write, so he would ask me to make a little sign, 25 cents, a dollar, different prices, and he would display them in his basement window so as people went by, they would buy it. That's great. So I have that tendency, more than once I've stopped on the road and picked up a table or a lamp that I knew I could clean up. I don't sell them, that's the problem. So now is the time for me to declutter with you as we, as we ask people to remove our junk. Remove the junk of our lives, and that's not things, that's behavior. Move the things that, that crowd us and make us feel overwhelmed, greed, self-centeredness, Dirty mouths, dirty television, dirty videos. All that stuff that keeps us away from God, we're challenged to now declutter from our lives. And praise God as we're doing it. If you're wrapping a piece of clothing to give to the poor, if you're taking something that you don't need and you have several of them and you're going to donate that, whatever it is, pray while we're doing it. Because that makes that action between you and the Father. Just as Jesus says, don't tell the world, keep it quiet. When you pray, when you give to the poor, when you fast, do it with pride. And your Father in heaven sees that and he will be proud of us. Turn away from sin and embrace the gospel. turn away from sin and embrace the gospel turn away from sin and embrace the gospel turn away from sin and embrace the gospel turn away from sin